Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that really celebrates you every single day. I really enjoyed the conversation I just had with Bill Lavers about flood insurance. If you did, if you missed it, go to the Super Talk 103.1 Facebook page and pay close attention to that conversation with Bill Lavers and the conversation I had yesterday with Frank Bordeaux. We have a major looming issue as it relates to flood insurance, and you need to know about it, especially if you live near the water, <laughs> especially if you're grandfathered. You better pay close attention to that. Uh, we're going to sw- switch gears now. I want to share a couple of quotes with you. This first one is from the author of Naked Truth. Her name is uh, Jordan Sarah Weatherly, Weatherland, excuse me. And um, here's what it says. Because when it comes to my offspring, I will fight with my fangs, with the fangs of a wolf and the claws of a dragon. And no one or nothing will stop me from protecting them. When I think about kids along the coast or across Mississippi, across this nation, most parents feel that way. But not all parents feel that way, unfortunately. And, uh, and that's the sad reality. It's one of the reasons why I bring a lot of attention over the course of this show to the need to protect children. Uh, here's another one, and this is a terrific one from uh, Indira Gandhi. We must protect families. We must protect children we, who have inalienable rights and should be loved, should be taken care of physically and mentally. And should not be brought into this world only to suffer. The sad reality is that too many kids, unfortunately, if it's, if it's just one, that's too many, are brought into a world where they unfortunately suffer. It may be drug or alcohol abuse. It could be mental health issues. You know, it really runs the gamut. Um, I'm, I was touched by Judge Trent Favre, who quoted uh, television's Mr. Rogers, when he said, anyone who does anything to help a child is a hero to me. And I feel the same way. I try to have anyone and everyone in leadership roles who are focused on children engage in a conversation here on Coast View because um, we need to put the focus on the heroes. And with that said, I've invited Judge Trent Favre to join me today. We visited a while back. It's been too long, actually. But uh, he has responsibilities for the youth corps, but he's also has uh, kind of general docket responsibilities as well in Hancock County. And we'll check in with him to see how he's doing. How you doing, Trent? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me back. And it has been too long. It has been too long. As, uh, as I mentioned the last time we met, I actually knew you because you were, you were at one point with the law firm that represented the Sun-Herald. And so we had the opportunity to get to know each other through that. We kind of, once I went away to further my career, I kind of lost touch with you until you sort of reemerged in this role when, when the Governor Phil Bryant appointed you in 2017. Um, but you talked a lot about your goals and aspirations and your how important it was for you to manage each and every case like it was the only case you had. So that you, your goal was to, to find the opportunities to give kids an, the best opportunity to, um, to not just survive and, but, and, and not just be happy, but to for, be, have, be fulfilled and all the efforts that you had underway to do that. How do you feel like you're doing as it relates to all that? Uh, you know, things are going well here. And, uh, you know, as you were saying that, I was thinking about a conversation I had 
with um, someone that lives in LA and, and they've got a broken system uh, there. And one of the issues is that people are treated like numbers, you know, just a case number. And so when I think about how important it is, uh, each case is so important. There's There are always a lot of issues involved in um, each case. And if I dispatch those rapidly or, or don't take the time to really get into the case and understand what's going on, then I'm doing a disservice uh, to that family. Um, so learning how to meet people where they are, figure out where they are, right, and uh, give them the time they deserve um, to help them with their issues. Well, let's do, uh, wait, of course, you've got a great team around you. You're yes. all sort of focused on championing the the issues are related to children but you're like i mentioned you're not just a youth court judge you have other responsibilities so how do you describe to someone what it is you do uh you know most people see me as the youth court judge and uh and that's i, I think where the area of concern was several years ago that was the impetus for making uh creating a, a county court but i am the county court judge and the youth court is a division of county court and a lot of my time is spent here because of the the uh importance of that work uh so i usually start out like when i meet with grand jury or other uh, groups i tell them what i do in youth court and that's really what people want to hear they want to hear that story uh, the un, uh, I, the unfun part of the job, I guess, is you know dealing with the civil docket, and uh, uh, it's it's the uh, you know um, car wrecks, breaches of contract, collection cases, and and it's uh, it's part of the job, and and I like that too. In fact, this is my county court term this week, and so uh, I'm a taskmaster. I like to keep things going, so. Uh, it does give me some time to to not be so wound up on the emotional side of things and and just look at the black letter of the law and 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 deal with some of the cases that that don't have um, life hanging in the balance. Although I guess litigants don't want to hear that because um, it's and it's important to them too, right? They deserve time on their case. Well, when I think about your role as a judge across you know, this whole spectrum, but particularly as it relates to the youth court part of what you do, I wonder about it. Um, how often do you think about what you've brought, what you brought to the table and the energy that you're bringing and your team is bringing to try to understand these situations and make the best decisions within the guise of each situation? When you think about that passion you bring and your team brings, how do you think about the way it used to be? And mm -hmm. and do you wonder how many kids fell through the cracks in, in those days, whenever they are, that you reflect about? Yeah, you know, I, I guess the way to look at it uh, is even now there's so much more we can do, right? I mean, we I think we're performing at a good level. Um, there's a lot to be proud of and a lot of hard work to get us where we are. But when you're dealing with people, there's just so much more you can do. There's so many more things that you can um, try to uh, harness in your community to to go even further and deeper to help families. Um, so I think one of the issues before was, um, you know, uh, we had such a high volume of cases and uh, and, and basically the, the appointed judge was a, a master and, and they were, it was a part-time job. And so we were asking them to do 
a full-time job on a part-time basis. And I don't know that that's ever really quite worked out that well. Um, so, you know, having the ability to be a full-time judge and, and dedicate my full self to the job and, and understand that it's, it's not just a Monday or Tuesday that I go to youth court. It's, it's every day. It's in the middle of the night. It's on the weekend. It's at the church I speak at, you know, wherever I'm going, I'm doing the work of the youth court judge. I had the opportunity. Drake Bassett has been on the show several times from the Palmer House, and mm, yes. you know he talks about the work that they would do with foster children, and they're so focused on that and and the successes they have along the way because they pour their heart and soul in it. And you know the the issues they have with uh, with mental and physical abuse, it just rips your heart out. And where so many of those are involved with drug and alcohol abuse. And then I had Judge Mike Dickinson from Harrison County on recently, had a terrific visit with Mike. And, uh, you know, he talks about the same kinds of things. And by the way, but he, one of the things that Mike Dickinson said, actually, is that you and he communicate a lot. Definitely. And you know, I know the passion, I already knew the passion you brought to the table, got to learn a lot more about what Mike is bringing to the table. But you know, I'll just say we're lucky to have the two of you in those positions because th in terms of having someone you can lean on and talk to and think about things with, that's a big deal, isn't it? Yes, it is. For, for any judge, uh, the position can be a little isolating. So uh, establishing relationships with other judges is, is very important. Uh, you, you need someone to, to, uh, to go to, to to talk about what you're doing or if you have a question, uh, want to think through, process a case. Uh, so. Uh, fortunately, Mike is one of those great people um, that gives good advice and is a good listener and, and his heart's in the right place, too. And I think that's why we align so much. Man, he has put his he has put his money and his energy where his mouth is when you think about his work with foster children and yes, so much so much others, so many other things outside of being a judge, which really gives him great insight, actually it helps him understand how the system works and what he can bring to the table to try to fix things. And I mean, you know, I would say that anyone who really aspires to be great at what they do, you can't just hit on two or three cylinders. You got to try to hit on them all. And I know that's what you try to do coming into this position. When you think about what you're most proud of uh, now that you've been in this role for a while, what are you most proud of? What, what makes you, what warms your heart the most? Um, what warms my heart the most um, is, uh, I think, just realizing how much capacity that we have. Um, for example, if, if you had asked me this question uh, a year ago or two years ago, it would have been totally different. But um, this past year, we established a family treatment court. Uh, hey, Trent, why don't we yeah. do this? Yes, yeah. we're going to pick up with the family treatment court, which okay. you alluded to the last time we talked. Yeah. It's really important. I want to make sure you have plenty of time. Yeah, sure. But this is uh, Judge Trent Favre, and we're talking from Hancock County. We're talking about what he's most proud of. When we come back on the other side, we'll continue the conversation. Also, listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. 
talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to the final segment of uh, t- today's uh, ish, uh, edition. <laughs> Good tongue got tied there of Coast View, and we're visiting with my friend Judge Trent Favre from uh, Hancock County. He's the youth court judge there, but he's got he's got county judge responsibilities as well. And uh, what we were talking about before we went to the break is what he's most proud of. So pick it up from there. Yeah, so I was going to just say um, the family treatment court that we established, uh, you know, one of the silver linings of the pandemic was that I had some downtime and I was able to uh, work on an application to the federal government uh, for a grant. And we were awarded $750,000 over a three-year period to establish a family treatment court. And uh, I, and I'm very careful to make sure people understand I'm saying family treatment court and not drug court, because uh, I think they're, they're very different um, things. Uh, but I'm so proud of it because um, I, I think one of my gifts, Ricky, is the, uh, the ability to connect with people in the courtroom and and be compassionate and let and listen and hear where they are and and give them a space to feel uh, free to help work through their problems. And uh, this treatment court has shown me um, these connections can go even deeper. And uh, we are, I think, really helping people that suffer from substance use disorders um, through this power of connection. And it is, it is. I'm, I'm proud of it, but it just makes me feel so good. I mean, my cup is so filled by this work and I can't wait to see these people. I know them by name. I know their children by name and, and they're, they're part of me and they are teaching me how to be a better judge as much as we're helping them through, you know, their substance use uh, issues. Yeah. That's so cool. I mean, it's so, I know that there are disappointments along the way. And you have to weigh the successes against the dis- disappointments. But I'm reminded of conversations I've had with some some coast leaders that have been to uh, been in rehab up to thirty or more times, and then suddenly something clicks, and they, you know, they they become incredible citizens of the community. It's it, it takes it sometimes it takes time, and it and it, it would be easy to get frustrated and give up. But when a kid's involved, you can't, can you? That's right. Yeah, the, yeah. It, it 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 adds another layer, right? And uh, and and always the premise is that you know we believe that children belong to parents and parents belong to children. I mean, it is so important when that child grows up that they look into their mom's or dad's eyes and see see themselves. That power, that connection, right? That genetic connection. Uh, so the work is really pivotal. Um, and, and, and I have to balance, you know, I'm super compassionate for parents, but I have to remember there are children in the balance too. So there are instances, unfortunately, like you said, where, um, you know, we have to, to go a different direction um, and look at that child's best interests. And, and that might mean going through with, a, you know, an adoption track. But I, I really do think we're on to something here. We're partnering with Tulane Medical Center, um, you know, a nationally known hospital system, providing physicians to our parents. Um, we've got something really unique here, and uh, we're seeing some really good results. And I think the whole is uh, these parents are coming to court, coming to 
our, our treatment providers, and they are connecting. And it's this power of connection that I think is the key uh, for these people who suffer from addiction. You heard that quote at the beginning, and yes. I saw you kind of nodding, but it was this one from uh, the author of The Naked Truth, because when it comes to my offspring, I will fight with fangs of a wolf and the claws of a dragon, and no one or nothing will stop me from protecting them. You know, when people are even in the lowest of low points in their life and they're having issues, in most cases, they still care deeply about their kids. Absolutely. They? Yeah, and so what I don't want is for someone to come in like a wolf, right? When they they don't need to feel like they have to scratch and claw and fight in the courtroom. We need to disarm that fight. Um, and a lot of that's trauma-based too, we've learned. But we, we yeah. need to disarm that so that we can have conversations and, and not have arguments about how to get them into a better position to parent their children. Man, oh man, that's so that's so cool to hear. What? Let me ask you this. What? I, I don't mean to put a negative slant on it, but what disappoints you the most in what you do? Ah, wow. Um, the most disappointing thing is, you know, that we can't we can't have a positive outcome, um, and and it hurts, you know, because I want it would be unpopular to say we can't save them all, right? I mean, you don't want that to be your campaign slogan. I mean, <laughs> we, we want to save them all. We And save, that's really probably not a good word to use. We want to we intersect with families, every family, and change the trajectory that they're on, flip the script for their lives, because it's, it's going to have a long-lasting effect on them. Unfortunately, we it's so disappointing because... Um, as much as I feel like I can engage with parents and give them a, a judgment-free zone to feel safe, um, not all of them accept that gift. And, and yeah. like you said earlier, there, some people are just not ready. Yeah. And so unfortunately, that means that uh, they're not in a position to uh, safely parent their children. That's so sad. Because kids, they just need parents. They, That's right. they want parents. They need parents. Anyway, Judge Trent Farr from Hancock County, we really appreciate you spending some time with us this morning. Keep up the great work, and we'll stay in touch with you, my friend. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Enjoyed it. You bet. We bet. We'll see you tomorrow. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.